0: Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, Primo and Primas. We are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primo Podcast. That's your Primo Christopher Costello. I'm your Primo Luis Velasquez. We're back at it. What's going on, Primo?
1: What's going on, Primo? It's good to be back. I'm glad that uh, we're able to, to get the show back on. Um, again, another week. I'm hyped for NFL football. I feel like we're now just getting into the place where we are uh, gonna see teams actually be who they or who we believe them to be. I think now things are gonna stabilize but I'm excited for uh, for the league. I'm also super hyped that preseason basketball is underway and we're seeing stars actually play in those games
0: yeah for sure there's a lot of minutes going on.
1: Yeah yeah um, obviously out here in New York, The the big hype or or the The microscope is on uh, The Brooklyn Nets after all the drama They have but particularly uh, How Ben Simmons is going to show up So they're doing a lot of coverage on Ben Simmons right now
0: Uh, Yeah he had had A pretty decent game against uh, Giannis it looked like he shut him down Like he shot 6 for 20 or something like that Giannis did It is preseason again so I'm not sure How much You know play calling and all this stuff is going on In basketball but I mean If he's just there and he can just, you know, provide that, provide some defensive shutdown and score every once in a while. Like, I think, again, I think uh, just revisiting something that we said in an earlier podcast, I think maybe Brooklyn wins the trade between uh, him and James Harden because, as we saw in the playoff, James Harden still ain't that dude. And so, uh, yeah, I think if he can just provide the defensive uh, shutdown guy and just take the best players on the other team, defense guy, defensive guy, then it's worth it for Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think um, we're starting to see him kind of fall into. I mean, which is probably what he needed to be. He needed to be like third, fourth guy, and not like the solid third scorer. He can be the third star. He doesn't necessarily need. And I, and I think that that <laughs> somebody we we're going to talk about is kind of like a Draymond Green. Right, Draymond like, Green's like the third guy, team, or was for a very long time. Championship runs, and but he wasn't necessarily like the third scorer, but he, he was his third most like biggest impact on the team.
0: Yeah, also going on right now, pretty much uh Major League Baseball playoffs. We'll just talk about that real quick. It's going crazy right now. Uh, a lot of upsets in the making, except for one one upset that's not happening is the Houston Astros. Right. I just want to talk to Houston Astros. I don't know if you got the chance to see what they did in game one. But Jordan Alvarez from Cuba is that dude. Okay, I've been trying to preach that to everybody. Jordan Alvarez is that dude for Houston Astros. Coming clutch in the ninth inning. A three-run shot to take the lead to win the game was awesome. Awesome. These other teams, the Yankees, they're they're struggling against the Guardians. The Braves are struggling against uh the what is it, the, the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies. They're getting straight whoop. They got straight whoop last night. The Dodgers are yeah. struggling against Padres. It's interesting to me that um these teams that had the first round bye and you know this is the first time that uh, baseball does this. They're the ones that are struggling. And even the Astros, when we were down that first game, Verlander struggled. We were down seven to three going into the eighth inning, right? It was about to be a blowout, and then our offense just took over. But these teams that are, have the first round by them, seem to be struggling, got out of the rhythm a little bit from the from the season. The other teams were able to keep going. Uh, but baseball, baseball is on its is is on its way.
1: Yeah, you're right. Like the the Astros look really really strong. I was, I was talking to my barber, Charles, a good friend of mine, who is a, a diehard Mets fan. And, and the rest of the guys in there are like, he's like, I don't care. He was like, but he's like, I'm going to be real. All of these people are scared of Astros. Everybody's scared of the Astros. And um, and I think rightfully they should because, you know, just in these um, first two games for the Yankees series against the Guardians, Judge is 0 for 7. With a walk.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Four times last night. Right? And, um, back to that, like, five-game break. I mean, the five-day break for those series in the wild card. You know, we know human beings are creatures of habit, particularly athletes who need routines on a regular basis, and particularly baseball players who play, you know, day every other day for six months, to all of a sudden just give them break and think that they're going to be functioning at the level. I get the... The importance of rest and healing But there's also the importance of routine And in baseball you need that Particularly as a hitter when you're getting pitchers who are throwing really crazy junk at you At the end of the the
0: season Yeah absolutely man Uh, Like I say even the Astros Dealt with that at the beginning of their game Um, I think out of all the sports Out of all the sports um, Baseball, football, basketball Baseball is the one that uh, relies more on routine. They're more superstitious, right? Those players are more superstitious out of everything. So their routine is very important. And having this first run by, it seems like a detriment almost. Now after after the first year of doing it, and we'll see um, what's going on with that. I want to apologize to our our, our fans out there and you, Primo. I am totally on daddy duty right now. Okay, I'm running this podcast. Trying, I got a. a Got my kids going wild in the other room. Love the
1: screams of terror. Yeah, in the back. that's exactly
0: what's going we, on. We gotta,
1: record, we can use it appropriately in our uh, in our sessions because there are screams of terror that need to come up in the in the wheel of chingadera
0: every week. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of wheel chingadera, primo, do you want to just jump right into it?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it.
0: All right, let's do it. Here comes the wheel of chingadera. The wheel of Chinga. All right, primo. Here we go. A spin on the wheel of China. That again, there's a is a lot of cheese men going on on this wheel this year or this week. Sorry. Um. So I'm excited what this wheel has for us today. Here we go. First spin. Well, actually, just want to talk NBA. Like you said, NBA is coming up. Uh, the, uh, the season is right around the corner. Um, NBA talk. Who are your favorites? Who you think is going to show up? Who do you think is not going to show up? Um, I think, I think honestly, and, I, and just the team that I'm worried about as, as winning it, because I definitely don't want this team winning it. But if they can stay healthy, I think uh, a lot of people are overlooking the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi's come back. Paul George is back. That team is deep. That team's got a lot of players on it, man. That team looks scary if they can stay healthy. Now, no, you never know with Kawhi, and and what kind of effort he's going to put out there when he went, you know, once he gets hurt, dinged up a little bit. But if they can stay healthy, that team to me should be the favorite.
1: You know, that's really interesting you say that because I feel like I am, I guess, not overlooking that, but I don't that they stay healthy right? Uh, There's a lot of hype about John Wall, right? Which I was, you know, not really a John Wall fan, but I appreciated his game. I liked his game. But, you know, we're also talking about, like, this is a guy who hasn't played in a long time coming out and really playing hard preseason, which looks really good and and gives you a lot of hope, but he's got to do it for a whole season. And then in the postseason, right? You just talked about Kawhi. And also, Paul George is pretty injury prone. I, I don't trust that you put together or assemble a team of guys that have a history of injuries and think that that somehow, miraculously, you're going to have them all go through a season without injury and be ready for like a really deep playoff run. I don't trust it. Um, I, I don't even do that in my fantasy. Like, I don't draft guys that have been hurt in the last three seasons on purpose because I'm like I'm not risking that this person's gonna get hurt but I, I don't trust the Clippers I do see thing about the rock um, I am excited to see them compete uh, because I do think that it, it it makes a mess in the West in the playoffs and teams beat each other up I'm actually I'm, I'm thinking about on the other end you know I really still think that people need to be concerned about the Milwaukee Bucks particularly because last year they, Middleton right in, in the playoffs. And so to think that they just kind of like didn't pan out or have like a eat run. That's not really fair to them because of the injury and Chris Middleton really isn't ever all that injured. So I think they still got a big, big shot at it. And then of course, with all the hype, we just talked about Ben Simmons, the Brooklyn Nets are going to have a shot as long as Kyrie is playing. and Doesn't find another reason to uh, take half the season off. I also don't know though that, um, that they'll pull it off in a year because I don't remember the last year that we've seen a team with Kyrie Irving
0: not have drama on it. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you know it's Real. just a matter of time. So yeah, I think uh, no, I like it. I like your Milwaukee Bucks pick there. Um, to me, I think Giannis is still the best player in the league. Uh, right there with with Curry. Right, right there with Curry. It, it, it's obviously between them two. Um, interested seeing what the Warriors are gonna look like, what they're gonna do. with dealing with their drama, right? How they uh, can try to repeat. Um, also like talking about injuries, Murray coming back for the Nuggets is big, right? He hasn't played in like I think it said 523 days. He hasn't played since uh, they were in the bubble.
1: That's very true.
0: Yeah, yeah. He yeah. yeah. played the games no, since right. they were in the bubble, and so. Him coming in, I mean, if, if he can come back the way the, the same way that he was, uh, that's a big difference for Denver. And with with the with the MVP over there. Um ones that, yeah, teams that I'm I'm not excited. About, I think Miami Heat, who were literally like one shot away from making the, the finals last year, I think they, they really haven't done anything. They've actually lost stuff. They're counting on guys like Struce to to pick it up. Um, they they lost PJ Tucker, which I think is a big blow. Um, so I'm not excited about the Heat. I think they're with with the surgeons of Atlanta coming in, getting Murray. I think Miami, you know, is going to be fighting for like seventh, eighth seed right in that right in that mix.
1: That's a that's an interesting take. I, you know, I don't believe in Atlanta being much better. Than Murray, um, and the only reason is because I think defensively they'll be better because that's what he brings. It's a major. I don't know that with the amount of, um, I think he will help to get um, more shots for Trey Young, but Trey Young does also need the ball so much. And I, from at least what we've seen as Spurs fans, I don't think is really that great without the ball in his hands. So, you know, I, I, I think that it's going to be a lot more difficult than what the Hawks think. They obviously, but I think Miami, you know, they invested in, um, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson to be these guys to, to really, you know, fill some holes when the stars can't really take care of things or when they need those extra shooters. And, you know, it here makes a huge difference in the NBA. I think if those guys really worked on their game in the off season, I would expect that, like, a Tyler Hero did. I don't know if Duncan Robinson, he seems to have, like, you know, he pretty much kind of disappeared off their yeah, roster. As soon, their as
0: soon as he signed that contract, it, it seems yeah, like he. He took a dive.
1: So, you know, if those guys, I think that's really where it lies for that team. If those two guys improve, I think they have a really good shot to be in the top four in the East. But um, let me also say that Philly got tougher. Yeah, they, they did. Picked the Peter, which is something we know they needed that extra edge. I don't think he's a great addition, but I think he does take away some of the goonery from from Embiid having to do it, Embiid
0: being a star. Does this seem like Houston Rocket 2.0, right? A little bit. They've got the GM there, president who was with Houston. He really liked, uh, you know, he really liked what he did over there in Houston, and so he's just pretty much brought in that whole squad that was on that team and just combined it with Embiid. That's what it seems like to me. I don't know how how. How interested I am in Philly and, and thinking that they're going to be more impressive. Especially so that's the route that they go.
1: I think it, it in Milwaukee more so because of the Kyrie thing. Kyrie will create a mess. Um, but they've got you know, they've got really young emerging stars, and you know, not to knock that Houston team because that was pretty much like an injury away from beating the warriors and getting to the finals in that
0: yeah season. but that was what five th- those guys are older right though all of the guys are older from what that
1: yeah but Embiid is not right Embiid is still young relatively and he's the star they, they're not relying on James Harden to be the the person that carries them and I think that Embiid is that dude like I do believe that he is the you know is it, really close but Either way, him or Jokic, they are clearly the best centers in the league. And so I do think that that the 76ers are going to have a major impact in uh, in the play runs in the
0: East. Yeah. Another thing, when you're talking about big guys now, uh, one thing I'm looking forward to in the NBA is Zion coming back. Zion comes back. He should be healthy. He looks slim. He looks in shape now. Um, I'm hoping, I hope that he can stay healthy. Friday, I want to see a full, healthy Zion all year. See what he can do. Along with Ingram, yeah. like they they could be a problem for Yo, a lot of people. him.
1: From McCollum, I mean that's that's a squad. I, and I always love the teams um, that that GM puts together. As a former GM of that 2016 um, Cavs championship team, uh, and he's always uh, he's always put like incredible groups of athletes and just finds ways to make trades that work out uh david griffin gm with the new Orleans Pelicans. all
0: right pretty much sounds good let's move on another spin on the wheel of chingadera the warriors were sticking with the nba talk we're going to talk warriors we kind of talked about it last week it was on the wheel of chingadera since then, Draymond has come back to the team. He's practicing now. He played last night in their preseason game. Um, also, this morning, we just talked about uh, off-air, me and you, that pool is, is signing $140 million extension with the team. So, yeah, so I'm interested in that dy- dynamic, how that thing is going to go. What do you think is going to go on there and with the Warriors?
1: I, I think the Warriors have. No choice but to move on without Draymond Green and to fully in Jordan Poole. I mean, the the kid is so young. He's clearly going to be, you know, at one point, most likely the leading scorer for that team is old enough and fades out. Um, You know, he's the future and you have to invest in the future. And I feel like what the strategy has been for Golden State, while they've kept that core together, they've always looked ahead. Imagine that Draymond um, is gonna be able to repair this I think he you know he, he can't help himself and you know it's gonna be time for him to move on at the end of this season I would say though because he does have an option right for 27 million but he wants to obviously sign a long-term deal he's already max money I, I don't know you know as the season plays out if they are entitled contention again even if they don't win it but if like let's say they make it to the finals or they're like a game away from the finals I think he should seriously consider staying with them and exercising that option to be with them next year to really try to figure out where he can be with them but if it's really about the money he's gone right and he'll and they might even trade him mid-season
0: yeah i think i think they they need to because look if i was on any other team playing to them i would talk trash to jordan Poole the whole time right evil anytime it's like hey don't let me get draymond on you oh go go to your daddy like I would just talk so much mess and I can just imagine the mess that these players are going to talk to Jordan Poole each game to get under his skin and to get under Draymond's skin and do all that so yeah I think they're going to have to trade I don't think that dynamic is going to work yet yesterday was a little awkward moment uh Jordan Poole like made a, a jump shot and and Draymond tried to came and tap him on the butt and Jordan Poole just totally ignored him like whatever so it looked like me I don't know how that's going to last all year
1: yeah, I mean, one thing, one report that I saw that came out was that Poole and younger players were saying, like, that he didn't need to, or the, or the Warriors didn't need to, to find Draymond. I don't know how accurate that is or how true that is, but, I mean, a lot of it really does depend on the attitude of Jordan Poole as he looks at this. And, and you know, I'll, I'll say this. Guys who are really close on a team or in a group, um, you know, over time, you can forgive a punch right like that like if you're that close i don't know how close they were going into it but i would also think that if they were that close dream and doesn't slow him like that right so i, I it really just falls on jordan pool and quite honestly after signing this deal i do believe that 140 million dollars can make you forgive someone <laughs> so
0: i don't know if jordan I forgive Poole, you
1: Funny, so it don't matter right because like who's really winning in this um but i don't know his attitude i don't know his work around that and one thing that you just brought up about the talking trash one, i don't know what type of player jordan pool is yet where is he a type of guy that when you talk trash and you get him riled up does he become better does he go to that jordan mode of like then it was personal for me right because if he is then you don't say anything to that guy right but the person I would try to get under his skin and I think would obviously work is Draymond and saying those things to Poole but when Draymond is within earshot or right in front because you know that Draymond is gonna have to like own up to that in those moments and like get in that and so it's actually like a misdirection of getting to Draymond through Jordan Poole, right? Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely.
1: I put people on that part of it, yeah
0: yeah it's great i don't know that I, yeah i don't know all those dynamics and how they're gonna work out they they're, they're gonna need i think as, as the season goes on i think uh it's gonna get tougher and tougher for them uh to all coincide uh especially that if there was no video maybe it would have been better right there's no video of it they probably could have moved on faster but since we all saw the video like even fans are gonna be going at it right fans are gonna be out there talking trash and all that stuff yeah. so i think all that stuff eventually he's gonna just gonna get under jordan Poole and he's gonna want draymond under there and i think they too jordan pool over draymond anyways all right let's move on to another spin on this will of chingadera here we go that was a horrible spin i'm gonna spin that again You <laughs> all right primo Devontae Adams is in the news Not necessarily for what's going on On the field But what was going on On the way from off the field From on the field to off the field uh, He shoved What I don't know Was it a reporter He shoved somebody it
1: was Audio guy He's Audio scary. yeah He
0: shoved an audio guy Um On his way out A little bit of frustration A little bit of the dude Cutting him off right Um uh, the audio guy has since filed charges against him, filed a misdemeanor charge, assault charge. Um, it looks like the dude's just trying to get some money, obviously. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know where I, I really sway. Like, I think both dudes are in the wrong, but I don't know. What, what do you think?
1: Oh, I'm I'm completely opposite of that.
0: Are
1: you? If I work. Audio guy, get your money. Because I'll tell you, yeah, if I was that dude And I got knocked to my ass like that Hell no, I'm definitely going Lawsuit, I'm like, gotcha bitch Right, like I'm going all in On like, give me as much money as you can And I'm telling the lawyer, like I'm patting the lawyer and being like You want money too? Go get what you can get And get me some, right I don't even care if you get more than me In this settlement, but get me my money Only because The guy was not, I mean at least These are the video angles that I saw of it, right the guy didn't see Devontae Adams. It wasn't like he was trying to cut him off. At least that's not how it looked to me. It didn't look like he was trying to beat him across that like entrance. It seem he had no clue. He was doing his job. He was walking across and it was just bad timing. But also, like if you're Devontae Adams, like there's so many things you can do in that moment. And I wouldn't have even been mad at him if you would have like yoked the guy up and moved him, right? Physically just like moved him out of his way. But you can't be. What is Devontae, like 6'4"? You can't be a monster athlete like that And shove anybody in the world Like, you gotta know that That you can't be shoving people Because it just Even if Even if they're in the wrong From the optics perspective And like, protecting your money And lawsuit perspective You cannot be sh- any other human being When you're a monster like that
0: Yeah, I get it So I guess the, the point that I'm saying Like, I, I, I Absolutely If I was that audio guy like I would I would not get up I would still be on the floor right now right being pushed on Monday I'll get up on Sunday okay my back my my exactly I would do all that but he did cut him off I don't I think it's both like he didn't see him and I don't think Devontae didn't see him until the last to the last second right and so he reacted the interesting thing part to me is that Devontae just got done doing probably a hundred different things worse than that push that he gave to him Everything he just did on the field, attacking so many people on that field, were a hundred times worse than that push that he gave to that <laughs> to that audio guy. So um I would've liked Devontae to be a bit more apologetic when he realized what happened, right? Like pushing him down, realize oh man, and try to, you know, pick him up or something. He kinda just walked off and was like he what are you doing? Up. Yeah. What are you doing? Um but any anytime things like this happen, I always think like, what what is the what is the outcome going to be? He's going to get sued, right? Devontae's going to have to pay a lot of money. Devontae's going to play in the NFL while you got all these people on on the field. And then the NFL is going to have to reevaluate. And then like now like we're going to cut people down that are on the field. Maybe this guy doesn't need to be on the field. Maybe this guy doesn't need to be on the field. There's going to be some repercussion coming down so this doesn't happen again. And so, so many different people are going to pay for this. Uh, this. I mean, this guy, obviously, like, he's playing the money card. He definitely didn't get that hurt, right? We all saw it. Like, it was a push. It, it wasn't that, but...
1: You said this before, right? You never know what people are going to. Think about you. If somebody was to push you on the ground like that, the lasting effects of what that could be, right? Like, and I think about just me next to a Devonte adams you knocked me to the ground i'm fucked up bro like, <laughs> and like dude but if that man pushes me to the ground while i'm holding equipment the way and particularly the way that guy fell it looked like he fell like straight up on his head yeah right?
0: probably fell on some now, equipment too I
1: yeah I and i don't think gonna fix that either i think that you're just gonna give more security i think it'll be more people on the field than less people because they're not going to take away those audio guys that team right
0: right, right. I got you. All right, pretty much. Yeah, let's move on. One last spin on the will of Chingadera. Oh, here we go. In it with the Washington Commanders. There's so much drama coming out of the Washington Commanders. From the head coach to the quarterback to, of course, always the ownership. Uh, One thing, you know. You were telling me about Ron Rivera and everything that he said about Carson Wentz. Let's just start there, Primo. What do you think about the comments uh, Ron Rivera said about his quarterback last week and this week?
1: Yeah. Ron Rivera, who I always root for just as a Latino coach in the NFL. But he kind of dug a hole for himself and created a major, like... Opening for the media to come after for the rest of the season with regards to his comments about what makes the difference between teams in the NFC East and his response was the quarterback and quarterback play, which basically, you know, was kind of shouting out his own quarterback Carson Wentz, um, which makes sense. You know, I think that he would be frustrated with Carson Wentz at that moment because Carson Wentz ended a possible game winning drive against our Tennessee Titans at home by throwing a pick at the goal line. Um, Which, in that case, too, I'd be a little bit more concerned that, like, with the play call itself, um, that he's throwing in the middle of the field, in the middle of coverage to try to win a game, as opposed to, like, in the corners. But, you know, this also then led to. Um, reporters asking him after this win on Thursday night about the quarterback play in Carson Wentz and basically stated that Rivera, um, that the reason Carson Wentz was in Washington was because of owner Dan Snyder and not because of Rivera, basically insinuating that Rivera never wanted to have Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Um, And he had this, you know, angry response and then left. You're a coach now, right? And even though you're coaching young kids, you, you know the responsibility of leadership And, and what it takes for accountability and, and not just accountability But exemplifying Accountability to your team Do you think that Rivera Created this for himself Or do you think that this is like More of a media issue
0: Um The fact that he didn't want Carson Wentz there it's, says to me that he's just frustrated right he's just frustrated about this whole thing if you can think about again everything that we've talked about going on with the washington commanders they've put ron rivera out there up front right he's been the one uh being interviewed he's been the one taking all these questions right not really the general manager not really the president they've always put ron rivera i think right now he's just in the like what else phase right now right like what else are you gonna do to me um, he shouldn't have said that That being said Like he shouldn't have said it. He shouldn't have called out His quarterback like that But I just think Frustration is just Finally getting to him He didn't want This quarterback Obviously um, I mean I was texting you Through the game Like I love Carson Wentz Like this is He's our favorite Quarterback right He did the same thing With, he was with the Colts last year Right I knew like I knew this dude Was going He was going down there I was like Carson Wentz Is about to Carson Wentz
1: Yeah He was due with Into Right yeah. He was due at-
0: it was like about bound to happen. It was about to happen. He had he, look Carson Wentz, and we we'll talk about the game, but Carson Wentz is good for. I, I feel like a seventy-five-yard pass bro, You want Carson Wentz to throw that pass, right? Like he threw through deep. You want him anything else other than a bomb? Like you just you don't want Carson Wentz to throw that pass, right? But uh, yeah, I think R- Rivera. I I still feel I, I still feel something for Rivera, right? Because he's having to deal with so much crap in this organization. And he's been, you know, let's not let's not remember uh, or misremember what he had to deal with a couple months ago with his defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, and saying some of the MAGA stuff that he was spewing out of his mouth. And uh, so he's, he's dealt with a lot. I feel like he's just on his last string right now with his Washington commanders. And he said what he said.
1: Also a reminder, this man is a cancer survivor, <laughs> like, and just recently went through that ordeal. Not to mention that he had to deal with Cam Newton for the rise of his own career in, in Carolina. I I feel for the guy because he's just in a really bad situation, and we all know that if you are in a bad situation at work, it'll eat you up, it'll get you, and you'll start saying things that are kind of stigma sh- Versus like a really kind of thoughtful reflection And I think that's actually more of why It's getting such a big deal is Because he is a continent professional Right now Like you said he's frustrated And, and it's getting to him And he's saying what he's thinking Versus saying what he needs to say
0: Yeah I mean and just moving on We can move this conversation up to what's going on In the, in the head office there So Dan, Daniel Schneider Apparently it was like Enough is enough He hired some private investigators to go after a bunch of different owners, which we talked about earlier, earlier on, too. Like everybody else has got some dirt. And so it's obviously that he has some dirt and he found a lot of dirt on some owners. Um, According according to Daniel Snyder yesterday report, he says that he is back um, like he can be part of the team now. All of a sudden, like he's running operations, he's doing according to Daniel Snyder. The NFL de- declined to say, any, make a comment about that, so they needed to confirm or deny. I feel like the de- the denial to say anything kind of like reinforces that they fell to Daniel Snyder's whim and just like okay, okay, they really the NFL really wants this to go away. Um, and and I mean, it's just messy, man. Billionaire messiness going on a bunch.
1: Which, which makes it sound like he does have the dirt yeah right, absolutely. right you're back we're not going to say anything let's try to pretend like nobody notices um and quite honestly based on the where he's at and we talked about this you know i think in the summertime with the just drama of how poor of an organization washington is and particularly because of him is is really that like When I heard about the personal investigator thing, I was like, that does sound, at least from what we know about this guy, something that would happen. But more so, this probably is his best move. Like his best move is to go find dirt and have that and have that in his back pocket. And all of this, I'll say this, feels very, very Trump like. I feel like this is the type of he falls into that class of of people of just kind of like dirtbag, blatant disrespect, ignorant let me get more dirt as I can and just try to misdirect everything as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Like I said, billionaires on billionaire crime going on. Like, I feel like every single one of them is probably discussing it. I'm interested in like, so we talked about Washington and everything that's going on in their organization. Right. And just how poorly run it is with, with, you know, sexual assaults, then all that stuff. Um, like is that the type of information that he has on them or is it like this guy goes to a parlor this guy cheats on his wife like like stuff that doesn't really affect the organization right if it's if it's stuff that really doesn't affect the organization like who cares
1: i I think might not be organizational directly but i think it's money crimes Right, Because these yeah. are the things really where the NFL was like, yo, this is where we're going to draw the line. And actually took him to like federal court was money that he was taking off a of ticket scamming and and not giving money to them that they deserve to get. I would think that that's the type of... And, uh, and that that's the type of... I would think that that's the type of dirt he's got on these other owners because it'll affect their business, their investments, but also put them in a situation where they have to go to court. And that obviously is always bad for business. So I think that that is the type of stuff that he got. Um, Because the personal stuff is embarrassing, but you mess with the money.